restlessness is my nemesis It's hard to really chill and sit still Committed to page, I write around Sometimes won't finish for days Scrutinize my literature from the large to the miniature I mathematically add Minister, subtract the wax selector Will it back, I'm feeling that Like, do you remember Wayne's World? Just that the whole Three, way two went run and then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't put that on screen Winged Podcast GooseDigital.com Who do we have? We're introducing ourselves. Yeah, yeah. you can introduce yourself. Jeff McCann from the Apollo Exchange. And Margo Lyons from Apollo Exchange. Robin Kroll from Goose Digital. Michael Turksani. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you for having us. Yeah, this is great. Apollo Exchange. It's been about a minute, been about a year since we first <laughs> met. Not even. It's been a quick year. It's been, been a quick, a quick year. year. Yeah. yeah. And we're we're right on the, uh, the the tail beginning, if that's even a thing, of of IBAO. So you guys are in town for that, as well as other things. So um, first IBA show, IBAO show for you guys. First one. Yeah. Is it really your first one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of big firsts. We first podcast with you. First yeah. IBAO. <laughs> yeah. You know, just just get it. This on is the big. List. This is gonna be. You know, this will be a cornerstone moment in your, in your business. <laughs> Honestly, I feel it. Like, yeah. we're gonna leave it a plaque or something. Yeah. Like, you know? Uh, so yeah, well, thanks for coming in. Um, and we just were jamming for a better part of an hour. We've got beers, so you know we're we're keeping this real. But um, yeah, we just wanted to kind of first of all get some intros, and then we're gonna talk uh, talk the talk. So Jeff, you want to go? Me, the company. There's yeah. beer. I was told there was gonna be beer. And <laughs> yeah, that's all. Give we us your do, so. well, not your life story, well, Jeff. We don't want to go that that, we, that we, far. It's not that it hasn't been that long anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, Paul's whole fundamental mission is is not to disrupt the broker channel. We're an empowerment play. So we're an insurance technology company. What we do is create small business insurance products that are entirely, quote, bind online, pay online, immediate policy issuance. So the whole idea is you take that six-week back-and-forth process and all the paperwork, drop it down to five minutes. So we've got about 600 classes of business from mm-hmm. 10 insurance companies that are live on the platform. Um, and we just empower the broker channel. So we've got two ways. Either we can have brokers log in to our marketplace, access all those products sort of from their desk in almost like a portal environment, and then we also white label them for broker websites. And so, you know, a lot of our brokers are looking at ways to drive traffic, ways to, to work with their marketing. What are they doing with their website? Some sure. of our brokers don't have a website. And yeah. they're at the very beginning of that digital journey. Some of them, you know, a few years into it, spend a lot of money and way more sophisticated with it. So it's uh, it's really, really cool as a space. I come from the insurance background. So, you know, I came from a place where people were printing emails and put them in files. So yeah. we're, we're trying to, you know, get past all that. And uh, it's been a fun adventure about... Uh, two years in now launched wow. launched the platform April 1st no so way okay so two years yeah. that's that's wild yeah. Margo yeah so I joined Jeff on this journey uh, just over a year ago my background's in underwriting so there I was able to learn a lot of those fundamentals of insurance um, you know writing those larger more complex risks but mm-hmm. definitely saw some inefficiencies in the industry so Loved the vision that Jeff had. I joined, and uh, now I head our broker success team. And so I oversee the ongoing engagement and onboarding of all of our broker partners. So. That's wild. I mean, I mean, that's thanks for that. That's great. I mean, I'd like to dig in a little bit more on the vision and what kind of started the process uh, as well, because I think, you know, we, we are both seeing how, how much friction is in the process from, you know, that, uh, that you know, five days plus process, especially in some of the, the products or beyond. 
um, and just generally within the within a brokerage where in order for them to compete and really kind of have that value proposition that they need better tools, uh, better solutions. So what what was the impetus on your side, Jeff, to sort of get this off the ground? I've been doing a lot of this work, uh, you know, in my previous role um, mm-hmm. on the broker side. And so really just recognizing that tremendous opportunity right now overall in the industry. Um, if you're going to build a platform, to build it internally yourself uh, mm-hmm. is very difficult to do inside of an insurance company or a broker. Sure. And so, you know, it makes a lot of sense to be able to spin that out, have a company that's dedicated and focused on that. And then be able to, you know, get out and, and sort of get lots of different brokers on it. So we get that feedback loop. Um, and so that's why we kind of spun out and started Apollo. And what Margo won't tell you is when we, we started the company, we started in a oh, house. Secret, secret. Right? Yeah. So we had a four-bedroom house we rented. Okay. And we were just like running the thing from like the, the living room, basically. And so her first day, the company was literally like ringing the doorbell oh, at no. the house. And so we've gone from the kind of very... and the very last time I rang that doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> very kind of startup-y story. And then we're able to you know build up from there and, and raise some investment capital and stuff as well but uh, the whole you know structure you look around and what's happening in other industries yeah i'm looking at my friends in vancouver who are building apps for all these crazy things solving other problems and then fintech and it's yeah. just like wow how is it that they're doing all these incredible things that, uh, that are happening in other industries and the, and we're not doing anything at all in insurance sure and so you know but this is sort of five years ago before insure tech was even a buzzword and now you're kind of seeing it everywhere with with lemonade and sonnet and a lot of these new companies so uh you know there was a lot of this hey big opportunity a lot of movement in the space we can put a team together and, and go execute on that so i think what would be helpful what do, what are you guys seeing in terms of like uh the current state like you know 2019 current state having the conversations um in i guess you might call it insure tech not to buzzword it but i mean everybody sort of is connected i think more or less with that word um you know, we've got our own perspective on some challenges, so we'll weigh into. But like, you guys are walking into broker environments. Maybe I'll turn this over to you first, Margot. Like, what are you typically seeing from like a digital presence? Like, what, what how capable are they? Where, where are most of your uh, organizations today? I re- realize the really small ones are kind of probably don't have a lot, but you know, maybe like a smallish to mid size, and then bigger. Yeah, probably what we see the most um, would be brokerages knowing that there is a huge opportunity in going digital in the space but also kind of a necessity at this point in that Mm -hmm. they need to start thinking digital but really have no context or base as to how they can find success by going digital so we offer that fulfillment solution but lots of those questions are also around um you know, how do they begin? Where do they put the links directly on their website? And then working on campaigns f- from there. And so that's where we see a lot of success in that cluster buyer persona and going after um, association business and, and that sort. It's almost like having a bacon a level of the strategy in, for them almost into the conversation. Um, Robin, why don't you weigh in a bit on our yeah. perspective too? Yeah, I was just going to say it's interesting, Margot, because that's very similar to what we see. It's like how to get started. Knowing brokers, knowing that they need to do something, they're not quite sure what they, exactly that looks like, and they, they need some guidance, right? Because it's, it is, it's, it's frightening. It's, it's outside of their area of expertise, but mm-hmm. they, want the, they want their businesses to grow. They want mm-hmm. them to succeed. Um, but how does digital fit into this? Um, and how can they actually weave in digital without giving up everything that has 
contributed to the success of their business, right? So their, their expertise and their brand and their, their reputation. And so that's why, Jeff, when you said, uh, you know, empowering and augmenting what the broker is doing, right? So it's not about saying everything you're doing, forget it. You got to change everything, leave it all behind. It's, it's about adding additional tools yeah. and, and helping them figure out what those tools are and where they get inserted into their, their business and their process. I think one of the biggest challenges we see too is it's not even a technology problem. It's not a marketing problem. It's a, it's an HR problem, mm-hmm. right? You have, yeah. you know, we go into a lot of businesses and they're just like, they can't hire enough people to keep up. They already have a big, strong business, yes. you know, and, and they just, that's a challenge point. And so when they look at bringing on a new solution, whatever it is, whether that's BMS provider, you know, uh, a new technology, MarTech, whatever it is, they're saying, well, I now I have to train people. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to take someone who's already overwhelmed, already super busy, and try and have them spend time learning something new that might slow down their workflow at the beginning to, to actually oh, yeah, get yeah. onboarded. And so I think that, you know, as the industry has this big retirement, as we're seeing this big attrition rate, as, you know, the industry doesn't do a great job marketing and bringing people into it from a recruiting standpoint, it's like, well, how do you take, you know, someone who's got 40 years of knowledge that retires, and then you put someone who's, you know, in their 20s mm-hmm. who has no experience into that role and there's a big knowledge transfer problem and it's just like everyone's kind of facing that especially as the market hardens and there's additional challenges they're like hey we have to go digital as margo said and they're they're so conscious of it then they go back to their desk and they're like well i gotta hire five people right just period and and it's and it's it's the hiring and it's it's the change management that's involved with you know i'm sure you guys see this too when you're bringing your product isn't because it's it's great and it, it can really really help their workflow but getting them over that hump to sort of leverage the system and and i think you'll probably see a camp of, of brokers that really do and are investing in that area and pushing past those kind of change management workflow challenges and then there's others that they want it, but they're, they're still struggling to sort of reboot their internal operations. Like you said, you almost take a step, one step back, slow them down a little bit so they can learn again, and then they can go 10 times faster. Um, so I, I think that's probably the number one thing that we would face too is inaction almost. Like we're too busy, so we'll just kind of, we won't do, do anything. Nothing. We'll do nothing. <laughs> Well, I think the other one I see a lot is, all right, we're going to put together, you know, a 2025 plan, yeah, right? And we're going to bite off the entire thing at once. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, it's, and then we're going to have, you know, a stakeholder engagement group and mm-hmm. we're going to meet on this regular interval and, and they're trying to sort of change the entire organization all at once where the most right. success we see is almost creating mini startups within the organization yep. that are just, all right, you have a couple, you know, hungry producers who really want to go after a certain thing that can do it digitally, um, you know, let them kind of take on this new mindset yes. and go yeah. use these new tools and become, and then there's sort of that change happens gradually. And that's the biggest thing I see is trying to be like, well, we're actually, that's a probably a 2022 project. And I'm like, you can't wait to 2022 to start. To, to start, yeah. Right. you got to find ways to start incrementally um, and start be, get on that road, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be right turns and left turns, and it's definitely mm-hmm. going to be a journey, but you got to get in the car and start going. So Robin touched on this a little bit. Maybe you guys can help provide some color as well for, for the, you know, the the brokers or, or even, you know, I would say potentially even some older school insurance providers or even MGAs that are, you know, also in this kind of boat. How confusing is the insure tech landscape right now? Like, 
I think uh, for us, one of the big things is our, our vision statement is the industry where computers do the work so people can build relationships. Mm. And I think we go into a, a lot of business and their first thought is, oh, technology is going to replace all of our people. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think yes. that's the biggest mistake or misconception. Right. I think yeah. there are kind of, you know, insured techs, quote unquote, that are selling that vision. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of the prevailing winds in terms of what, what does digital even mean? Yeah. And so even when we talk about digital, it's like, what does that mean? And what does that mean to me as an individual producer, to someone who's a marketer, who's someone's in the accounting department, to someone who's a brokerage owner? It means different things to everyone. Yes. <laughs> and I think that, that that perception is is really an interesting challenge that what does it mean for them and what direction are they going to go? Because there's so many different aspects. And that's where even, like I'll see five quote-unquote insure techs, and we're not even competitors because they're all doing totally different things and challenging different problems, but we're all kind of grouped into one. And, there, uh, you know, you made the, and I'll, I'll let you weigh in as well, Margo. There, there was um, a comment they made earlier about like, oh, we tried digital and it didn't work for us. Or it was almost like we tried the internet and, oh, the internet's and it's not for us, work. right? <laughs> but I think you find that there are insure techs out there that are kind of contributing to that confusion. Mm-hmm. They're pushing a message that is cl- like, clouding the water or not making it easy for someone like a broker drone or a principal or any of those kind of cohorts to really decode what it really truly means yeah i think though the most important thing is focusing on what is the customer's expectations what does their that customer's journey look like and focusing on that and how to optimize that and Mm -hmm. then implementing the tech that's afterwards exact that's going to really help support that and I think part of that is that, you know, augmenting the advice and counsel of the brokers because that's what is going to be the best thing for the client at the end of the day. So I love that you just brought in customer because I realized that, you know, that's not a word that has been part of the conversation <laughs> yeah. Ten so minutes far, in and not a single time. Which <laughs> is, you know, it's kind of crazy because at the end of the day, that is the most important factor in all of this, right? Yeah. What what does the customer uh, expect, want, what is going to make it easier for a customer to engage? And what is the what does the customer want from the broker? What is the value that the broker can provide? that a computer cannot provide, right? And I think that, that, that that's a huge thing to hit on, especially in the mid-market and larger brokerages where they're like, digital's not for us. Yeah. And and I'm like, well, what do you mean it's not for you? They're like, well, we service large mid-market complex accounts. And I'm like, well, digital isn't replacing that or it's not replacing you and the advice and counsel that you bring, but how can you more effectively collect information from your client? Sure. You know, even with our like law firm, we just went through this whole thing about DocuSign. I'm like, stop mm-hmm. sending me documents. Like our company doesn't own a printer. <laughs> sure. Like we literally refuse to buy one. I'm like, you can sign, send me any number. I'm like, I send them five options they can choose from. It doesn't really matter which e-signature yeah. you choose, but it's the Gotta same thing. One of them. You know, you could be a, a you know, million dollar plus account on the broker side and if you're still having them print out and sign These. some application form well you're yeah. still creating a friction point in their day and that's a, just an example of digital but it's not right. like bind issue it's not talking about you know uh telematics or ai it's just one of those but that happens millions of times yeah you know throughout the life cycle of um of a broker where you're like how many times do you have to get someone to sign an app or there's little tiny friction points that yes. no one's really talking about yep. everyone talks about AI and, and, and blockchain was a big topic, but no one's saying, well, how can we make those five minutes, you know, 30 seconds, but at scale across your organization? Yeah. I mean, I think if, you know, one of the great examples that we had come up recently when we were drawing out a workflow for, for a commercial producer and they'd said, um, I'm trying to, we're trying to lock these people down 
and it is so difficult because the client's so busy and they're already a customer and we just need to like go through the process as you know so it's not less about sort of automatic renewals to be able to say getting an email and allowing them when they're on the field in this case it was a kind of a more of a agricultural example and allowing them to easily from their phone answer the three questions that you're trying to ask them to then move but in a way that captures it um there was sort of like a moment where they're like, oh my God, like we do that so many times in a given, in a given month. And it's, that would just instantly. So it's like a micro, yeah. to your point, it's like a micro use case. And I like the idea of that you'd said about not boiling a, a 2025 plan overnight. But I think there's probably a lot of confusion that's come up in the space where the pendulum swung so far the other way that, oh, it's, we can't talk to anybody and it's all got to be fully digital. And that, that, I think that comes down to the insure text, like you guys that are really um, talking that that sort of sound strategic advice, you know, where you can sit with a client and, and walk through these things that this is about augmentation. And there will be some really small wins along the way that aren't boiling of the ocean type wins, but we can take you very far. And we're just not, I think we, we haven't heard enough of that over the last two years. It's really accelerated in the last two years. And we've seen people like sign up for these tools but they haven't been able to sort of activate them. And I think part of that is because they were sold a dream. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just thought that that was like a good call out for, for you guys. Cause I'm hearing kind of like the same sort of themes that we walk into on, on just being that sound advisor, I guess, more than anything. So as we think about like uh, 2020, cause we wanted to sort of paint a bit of a, of a path and roadmap for, um, for your potential customers and just for the landscape in Canada, what do we what do we think are big big things that brokers should be thinking about from a from a digital digital marketing? You know, maybe um, everything from sort of driving traffic on the front end to sort of optimizing on the back end. Who wants to take that first? Yeah, I'll, I mean, I think the biggest thing is get started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. It's not a you can't have a strike a working group for June. Right. Like you got to start, <laughs> right? Because the the learning that takes place in organization, one of the things I think that's undervalued, even in our journey with Apollo, is how much we've learned from mm -hmm. testing new things, having new features that that didn't quite pan out. We thought the brokers were going to love a button that did something that never didn't work out that way, or the data we collect. And so, just having that culture within an organization of trying things out and it doesn't necessarily have to be spending huge amounts of money, but it's like, all right, let's try internal messaging at the company and just see what people think. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then let's put in some way to establish a strong feedback loop to say, well, let's document on the way. What are we learning? Is it like, we like this or not? And, and yeah. having a process to collect information. I don't think that even if you're putting a five-year plan, you're never going to be done in this new no. technology, seeing this new market, it's always going to be, all right, we're going to constantly be evolving because whatever you do today will be out of date by 2025. Yes. So you're going to have to keep going with it. So in terms of 2020, get started, mm -hmm. I'd say is a big one. But everyone's also on a different spot in their digital life cycle. Yep. That started might be, all right, do we have a website? We need a website. Do we have a Google listing? We need to start. It's free to get a Google listing. It's free yeah. to have a LinkedIn page for your company. You yeah. know, these very basic things. Some people, they're, they're way on the other end of the curve, and they're saying, okay, well, how are we going to go into more advanced chatbots, mm -hmm. and how are we augmenting that side? So yes. I think it's just be pushing up against that boundary, but it's creating a culture internally of that mentality. It's yes. not just the president going to some conference, coming back with these ideas. How do you get the cubicle level staff empowered and engaged to participate in that type of digital transformation? And it may not work. I think was another part of the message you brought up earlier, right? It's okay if you try that chatbot for six months and realize, ah, we didn't give it the love that it may have needed, right? Well, that's part of it too, is it's like, it's just like setting a hypothesis. It didn't work. Okay, why not? 
And maybe it's like when rubber got invented or whatever. It's like it didn't work, but now we have rubber. Right. It's like, oh, that turned out okay. You yeah. know, it's like some other byproduct yeah. or something. Or... Yes, right. As long as, as long as you're learning from what you're doing, then you are moving forward as opposed to saying, well, it didn't work, so we're actually back where we're we started. Out. No, yeah. you've yeah. learned, which means that you can move forward, but in a slightly different direction. Well, how much is a master's degree, right? It's, you know, how long is that <laughs> going to take you to go do? So sure. if yeah. you're going to go do that internally, huge learning curve. And you can pay and you can invest in that learning. And I think that's yeah. an understated way of, it's not just, everyone says fail fast. I think it's too cliche, but it's mm. like you're on this learning journey and mm -hmm. embed that in your culture. One thing we say a lot too is you go to Starbucks, yes, for a cheeseburger. They're like, we don't sell cheeseburgers. They'll sell billions of dollars of lattes and they know your name and they'll cross sell you a croissant, sure. but they just don't sell cheeseburgers. So I think when it comes to brokerages and insurtech, it's like you don't have to go pivot into some whole new market. Yeah. You have to really understand, like Margot said, who's your client? Yes. Right? And if your client is big manufacturing companies, all right, what is the technology, the marketing, the thought leadership for that client? Yes. And it's not going to be the same as if you're targeting auto leads, and it's not going to be the same if you're a personal lines brokerage. And, and so really just start with your customer and work backwards from there, I'd say, is the, the other big one. And, and really say, what do we want our brokerage to be the best at? And that's something I think gets missed. People go yes. try a tool, they go buy something, but at no point have they said, well, what are we actually trying, trying to do here? Yeah. What's the problem we're trying to solve? Are we trying to sell mm -hmm. cheeseburgers at a coffee shop? Maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Maybe we should fix, you know, stick to being really good at what we do. So if you had one thing, Margo, to help your day, you know, going and, and, and working with your maybe prospective clients or even, what, what do you think would be like the one thing that you would really impress upon your customers or your prospects in 2020? It's kind of aligned with what Jeff was saying, but I think in the very start of it is just try buying insurance from yourself as a broker That's and see advice. exactly what's the process, what's that journey like, and then you know identify where the pain points are. They might not be um, anything to do with technology or digital, but something totally separate, like Jeff was saying, maybe it's an HR thing, um, but really just understand what the journey is that your clients are going through as they look to purchase. That, yeah, that's, that's yeah, huge. That's a really great idea. It's like the undercover boss, right? It's yeah. like, so great. You know, it's, and it's really true because like yeah. we have a couple of other clients in, in, in other verticals and, and, you know, every now and then like we actually buy stuff from them and I go on and I'm like, oh my God, like this is actually like when you put yourself in the shoes, it really does help kind of ideate. The real things that gaps that you can improve on. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good. Um, I know you guys got to rush downtown as well soon. So any parting comments? I mean, this is probably going to have like a hundred thousand views minimum. So let's get it out there. Yeah, let's, <laughs> get it out, let's get it out there. Uh, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having us. Uh, we're hoping in. we can develop our partnership together. Yeah. You know, we've got some cool clients that we're working on and um, you know, just kind of keeping it real and helping uh, brokers succeed. That's great. Thanks a lot for having us. Thanks yeah, for joining thank us. You. Cool. Thanks, guys. Box the of the Black Gold medalist in the back shot from the cash crops. all city like phase two. will simply amaze you, praise you, pay you, do whatever you say, do, but black it can't save you.